No. All righty. There was a there was one point in my life when I was trying to. Uh, it hasn't been that long ago that I was that I was trying to see how strong I could get. Right. So I was, I was I was pumping iron. Right. I was in I was in uh, Reading at this point, and uh, and and Josh had had set me up with a with kind of a a neat setup. And, um, and, and I was getting stronger. I was, I was, I was lifting weights and I was getting stronger and I was feeling pretty good about myself. In fact, in fact, I was pretty proud at, at where I had, at where I'd gotten to. And so I'm by myself in this little, uh, this little garage like place all by myself. And, uh, I had a certain amount of weight on the bar. And I thought, I'm going to do this. I'm going to lift this. And I was bench pressing, so I was I was li- li- lying on my back, and uh, and the bar was up here. And uh, and I pushed it up, and I had it there, and I started feeling really good about myself, like I had that weight right here. Well, in a true bench press, you have to bring it down to your chest, and then push it up. Right? You guys know where this story's headed? Do you? Some of you in the room may have been here before in this place, but I got it here, and I started to push, and I pushed some more, and I had a double hernia. I pushed some more, pushed some more, and, and, and at one point, I realized I'm not going to get this up. I'm not going to get this up to the to where it needs to be, so I can set it back on the on the stand. And needless to say, I panicked. Now, l- literally panicked. What I want to tell you is that God wants to get you there. God wants to get you there. Right there, where you, you just can't do it. You just can't do it. He wants to get you there so that He can teach you to live above panic mode. <laughs> what Just for the, I, I'm here. Okay, I survived. But what I did was I, 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 I <laughs> this was this was painful. I, I did this, and and all the weight when the weight on one side all went down. And, and eventually, I got this off me. Okay, but that's that's not the point of the story. The not the point of the story is not that I survived. The point of the story is in the struggle. If you want to be strong in the Lord, you have, to, you have to come face to face with your weakness. And not just, not just weakness, but your, your, your total inability to do what's required 
in your own strength. And the, and the paradox is that you're never stronger than when you start trusting God to help you. You're never stronger than when you trust Him to help you out of those kinds of situations. And, and rest assured, folks, rest assured, you're going to get there. If you're a child of God, if you belong to Him, that's what it's about. It's, a, it's, a, it's about a strengthening program. And so He's going to add plates to the bar. He's going to put stress on us. He's going to put pressure on us. He's going to do that because He wants to transform us. He wants to change us. He wants us to be strong in the best sense of that word, strong in Christ. I hope that makes sense. All right, let's pray and then we'll dig into our text this morning. Father, help us to, help us to understand what you're saying from Genesis 15. We pray in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. Now, we, we have to understand, we're talking, about, we're talking about Genesis 15, we're talking about the Word of God, and we're talking about, you know, God has revealed His Word, or revealed Himself through His Word. So, so whenever, we, whenever we, we, we talk from a passage in the Bible, we're, we're, we're talking about God. I mean, that's, that, we're, we're talking about God, but, but God uses people. And uh, Abraham's the person we're talking about, but but Abraham's just a just a, a, a way of understanding God and what and what he's doing. Abram in 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 the Bible at this point is well throughout throughout the Bible, Abram is a is a uh, a, a new Adam, and and so in that sense, Abram represents humanity. And this is a second and third chance <laughs> at, at humanity. Because the, the first human being got us, got us in a mess. And, and, and he was our representative head, so we were there with him in, in, a, in a very figurative sense, but, but a real sense. We were there with him. As he, as he, told, as he essentially told God, I, can, I got this. Okay, and God in his mercy, and <laughs> just, like, just like I thought I had it, but God in his mercy spared Adam. And he spared humanity, even though a Adam had that, 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 the audacity to think that he could, he could function apart from God, that he could function independently of God. I, I, God, I, I don't need you. I, I, I'll, just, I'll just eat of this fruit and I'll know everything. <laughs> you know, I'm 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 good. I, I don't need you. Thank you for creating me, but I don't really need your involvement in my life. Well, well, God didn't create us to be detached from our lives. God created us to be intimately involved in our lives. And for us to be intimately involved in His, in his plan for this, for this world, that's why He made us. Adam failed. God turned to Noah. Noah failed. God turned to Abram and Abram failed, but he also succeeded. And through Abram, God was going to bring, bring to fruition his, his plan 
to save all of humanity from our, our, our independence, our independent spirit, our rebellion. Because that's what our independent spirit is. It's rebellion against God. Abram is, is a person who, who, who God is using to show us what he's after. He's using Abraham, Abram, and again, forgive me for getting those two mixed up, because Abram's going to become Abraham, and I, I, sometimes I just get those mixed up. So Abram, Abraham, they're the same guy. Okay. God is using him to show us what, what, what he wants from humanity. Okay, so what he does is just just to just to review quickly. I want to review quickly. What he does is he says to Abram, Abraham is he's he's in this comfortable situation with his family, surrounded by his family. And God says, I want you to leave this comfortable situation. I want you to leave your family, not his wife. But, 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 but his extended family, I want you to leave your family and I want you to go to this place that I've prepared for you, that, that I have for you. I want you to go there. And, 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 and no Google Maps, nothing like that, no, no, no internet, nothing, no, no, no hint at, at, what, at, at what is in front of him, just go, go. And Abram went. He obeyed God. He trusted him at that point. Now, trust is something that has to be built and developed and strengthened. That's why you have all these pressures and, and stress and strain. So Abram went, and God said, Abram, through you, I'm going to bless the world. I'm going to bless, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to make your name great. I'm going to make you famous. I'm going to make you a, a family, and that family is going to become a nation, and out of that nation is going to come a Messiah. And Abraham, I'm going to do marvelous things through you. I'm going to do miraculous things through you, so go. Go to this land. Well, when he got there, first of all, he found out that the land was inhabited, that it was occupied, that it was occupied by people that weren't so friendly, that it was occupied by people who weren't so, so attuned to, to God and what God expects, the one true living God. They had their gods. But they didn't know the one true and living God. So he, he went there and he found a little bit of hostility. See, that's, that's, that's putting a plate on the bar. Well, he lives there for a while. And he's, and he's functioning among, this, among these folks. Okay, in an occupied land that God promised to him. And, and, he, and, he's, and he's functioning and he's and he's. And he's, and he's He's living in his tent, and he's moving about in his tent, and he's building altars to God, and he's worshiping. And then a famine happens. There's famine in the land. So this land is occupied, and, 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 and Abraham's got to wonder, God, God, what are you thinking? You ever wonder that? Well, I, I tell you what, you do, you do, you do wonder it. If you believe that God oversees everything in our lives. If you believe in the providence of God, which is to say His hand is in everything, the good, the bad, the ugly, then sometimes you question, just like I do, God, what are you thinking? You said, I'll give you this land. 
You asked me to leave my family, and this land is occupied, now there's famine. And because there's famine, I can't feed the people that are associated with me, that, are, that, are, that have joined me, that are part of my extended family. Now remember, he doesn't have a child yet, but he has people that are with him. And he's afraid that he's going to starve, and the people with him are going to starve, and his, and his animals are going to starve. And, and this, is a, this is the kind of problem that, that, that we face, right? Drought and famine, and, and can we feed our family, and, and just can, can we provide the basic necessities? And, and, and you just don't think of God putting you in that position, but he does. He doesn't because he doesn't love you. He does it because he does love you. So there's famine. Goes to Egypt, makes a big mistake. Comes back. He's in the land. He's dwelling there. He's dwelling peacefully. The picture is Abraham living under these oak trees. (laughs) Just enjoying the shade. And if you've ever been to Palestine, and I haven't, but I plan to go. If you've ever been there, you know that sun beats down hot in an oak tree. Any tree with leaves that shades the sun is a good thing. So he's living peacefully in the land, and all of a sudden there's a, well, it's not all of a sudden, but there's, a, there's international strife, and he gets implicated. Now that's after he and, 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 and Lot had this situation where their, their stuff's growing so large, their, their flocks and herds are growing so large that, that, that they, have to, they, have to, they have to separate Lot goes one way. Lot's the nephew of Abraham, and Abraham's responsible for him. Lot goes one way. Abraham goes the other. So there's that strife as well, and the questions and the uncertainty that comes from that strife. Well, then there's this international conflict where these raiding kings, these, these, these kings that are, that, are, that are pillaging this land come, and, and Abraham has to, has to organize the people that are associated with him into, a, into, into something like an army, and they have to defeat these folks. And, and it's amazing, but it happens. Abram actually defeats five kings. But at this point, you've got to wonder what he's thinking. God, you, you, you led me in this direction, but ever since I've been here, there's been nothing but stress. Stress. Can anybody relate? You don't have to raise your hand. I know. We're flawed people living in a fallen world. Stress is inevitable. But boy, there are seasons when it's heavy, right? Abraham's in one of those seasons. And God wants to strengthen him. He wants to strengthen him so he's loaded up the barbell. And Abraham, he's having a hard time lifting it. God says, in chapter 15, after these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. 
I'm going to stop there and say this. Please hear this. Hear this loud and clear, even though I'm not going to scream it. Hear it loud. Hear it clear. You got stress, you got strain, and all the symptoms, anxiety, angst, frustration. Listen to the word of the Lord. It's not the answer to all your problems. But God wants to address you. Not necessarily the specifics and details of your problem in order to eliminate it to make you happy because it's not always about our happiness. But He wants to come to us and He wants to strengthen us in our weakness. And He does that through His Word. And Abraham had about eight occasions on, and over, over but like 75 years in which he heard from God in a vision. It's not a lot, right? We have God's Word in a book that's available to us every single day. In every moment of every day. And if you're stressed and strained, and everybody can relate to Abram, right? The things that I described are things that we all, that we all struggle with. And the questions and the uncertainties that arise out of that, right? The Lord came with his word to Abram in a vision. We don't need a vision. We have the Word of God. And he said, Fear not. Now, I just gave you reasons why Abram should be afraid. International conflict, internal struggles in the family. He's promised a He's, God has promised to make his name great and make him a nation. And his wife can't have a baby, and she's like 80 years old. 75, 80 years old, okay? Of course she can't have a baby. But God said she will have a baby. And Abraham, can you imagine the questions that this man has? And God says, don't be afraid. And let me tell you, it matters. When you hear those words, don't be afraid, doesn't it, doesn't it matter who's saying it? Like my kid's on the roof, right? I don't know why he's on the roof. Maybe I put him there. Maybe there's a Frisbee on top of the roof and I need, and I need the Frisbee. And so I put him on top of the roof. He comes to the edge of the roof and I say, don't be afraid, jump. And I'm his dad. Right? What's he going to do? Well, who knows? It depends on what kind of dad I am. Right? I'm standing in line with my son, and, I sit, and, there's, and we're about to go on this roller coaster, like the biggest roller coaster ever, you know, that, 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 oh, man. Okay, and I say, don't be afraid. 
We go to the ocean. We're standing on the edge of the ocean. I go in. I'm, 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 up, to my, I'm up to my waist in, in, in water. I say, come on in. Don't be afraid. You know, if I'm a good dad, and I've proven to be trustworthy, and he's, he's proud, if I'm not a good dad, then I'm probably not going to jump. Eat a Brussels sprout. Don't be afraid. Are you crazy? My kids are so funny because, you know, um, especially, especially the, the, the youngest one, and I can't say his name because I've already, I've already embarrassed him too much. So I'm not going to say his name just for the sake of his identity. But I already, I already gave it. So whatever. So we're at the Grand Canyon, right? We're at the Grand Canyon. And, and I'm already, I'm already, I'm prepared to say, don't be afraid. Let's walk to the edge. Boom, he's out of the car. He's at the edge. He's looking over, and I'm afraid. <laughs> Guys, it matters who says it. When God says it, it really, really means something. I mean, it matters when a father says it, who's a trustworthy father. But think of how, 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 much, more, how much more dependable when it comes from God. Abram, I've, I've essentially turned your world, your life upside down, but don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. And I don't know how, if you know this or not. Okay? I, I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know how much you know about the New Testament, but how many times in the New Testament does it say don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Stabilizing words. Don't be afraid. <laughs> even when, even when you can't, you're here and you can't push that thing up, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Fear not, Abram, I am your shield. That was important because he has just been involved in combat. He's just been involved in war. He's just been involved in the shedding of, 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 of blood on the battlefield. He's got to be wondering, is it, is, is, how is this going to end? Are these kings from the north going to keep coming? Are these kings around me going to continue to be combative? Is it always going to be like this? It, it's, a, it's as if God is saying, doesn't matter. I got your back. I'm your shield. I'm your protection. And I'm your reward. I'm your reward now now for Abraham that meant that meant he had just won a battle he had just won a battle on a battlefield and and whenever a king in the ancient world won a battle like that the spoils belonged to the king the the, the spoils belonged to the to the victorious king to the victor and Abraham was just a victor but he refused to accept 
the, the, the spoils from the battle because they were coming from the king of Sodom and the king of Sodom was wicked and he didn't, Abraham didn't want to become enriched by the king of Sodom and so he rejected the spoils which would, ma- would have made him even more wealthy than he was. And God says, don't worry about that. I'm your reward. Don't worry. Wow. Is that, is that some powerful stuff? Don't worry. I got you right where you want you, where I want you, but I'm with you. And you don't have to worry about a thing. But it's not over yet. <laughs> Abram has some questions, just like us. He's just like us. He has some questions. Okay, okay. God, I know, I, I know that I can I, I, I know that I can trust you. I know that 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 you're my protection. I know that you're my reward. I, 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 I know all this stuff, but I have some questions for you. I really I have some questions for you, God. First of all, you told me that I was going to be a great nation, but in order to be a great nation, my wife has to have a baby. And she's been barren all of these years. Abram said, Behold, you have given me no offspring, and a member of my household will be my heir, and that's not good enough. Behold, the word of the Lord came to him. The word of the Lord came to him and said, This man shall not be your heir. Your very own son shall be your heir. How? 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 He's old. They probably, if you're a kid in the room, close your ears. They probably haven't had sex in years. How's this going to happen? See, see, God, God, doesn't, God does not mind putting more plates on the barbell. He doesn't, that's, that's how it works. You, you're, are you in an impossible situation that you can't see that, that you, you can't see your way? You can't see you can't see out of you can't you can't see the the end from the beginning. God's got you right where He wants you. That's the perfect place to be. Really. This man shall not be your heir. Your very own son shall be your heir. I'm going to give Sarah, your wife, a baby. And he brought him outside. Now this is God bringing Abram outside. And he said, look at the heavens and number the stars if you're able to number them. I remember being in Erie and Jaya and that's on the other side of the world, and that's another story in and of itself. But I have never seen a sky at night like that. Could have reached out and touched them almost. And, and so, you, there's no way you can count the stars. 
God took him outside and said, look at the stars. Can you count them? Uh-uh. Can't. That's how vast, that's how, how many your offspring will be. And then, and then one of the most important verses in the Bible, really, is the next one. In the Hebrew, it goes something like this. Amen. Amen means let it be. Yes. I believe. And God says, listen, please. God, it says, it says in the Bible, God counted it for righteousness to Abraham. What? That he believed. And what is he saying there? Paul's going to pick this up in Romans 4. He's going to pick it up in Galatians 3. But what it means is this. God, you, you can do this. I, I, I believe in you. And God says, that's the way that human beings are supposed to deal with me. That's the right way. He counted it righteousness. That's the right way for humans to deal with God. Well, what is the right way? The right way is Abram's in an impossible situation. And yet he's been promised things from God. And so he looks at the impossible situation and he looks at God and he says, God, I choose you. I choose to believe you. I don't choose to believe these circumstances that are suggesting the opposite of where you're taking me. I believe you. That's trust. And if you haven't realized it yet, I hope you will soon. That's what God is after in all of us. God, I trust you. He believed God. And God says that's, that's the right way for a human to deal with me. Questions aren't over yet. And he said, this is the Lord speaking to Abraham. And he said to him, I am the Lord who brought you up out of the earth of the Chaldees, Chaldeans to give you this land to possess. I did this. As you look back on what's happened in the previous, in a, in a previous space of time, whatever, whatever time that was, huh? I'm, I'm the one who did this. this none, none of this happened by accident. I've, I've, I've known about what's, what's happening in your life, and, and I've been the guiding hand behind it. I'm the invisible hand that leads you. But Abraham said, another question. Guys, it's not wrong to question God. Be careful how you question God. 
<laughs> but it's not wrong to ask questions. Just be careful how you do it. And understand that, that, that <laughs> don't ask a question expecting a, a certain answer. But he said, oh Lord, how am I to know that I shall possess it? Now the rest of this chapter is incredible. It is God's commitment to a human being. Now this is, but it's totally, it's totally outside the categories of our thought. I mean, we don't, we we wouldn't think about doing this. Okay, this is not, this is not within the categories of our thought. So we have to, at this point, we have to understand. Remember, we have to remember that the Bible was written for us, not to us. Okay, because this is another culture, this is another time. But, but the meaning behind what's happening here transcends time. So listen. But he said, he said, O Lord God, how am I to know that I shall possess it? Verse 9. He said to him, Bring me a heifer, three years old, a female goat, three years old, a ram, three years old, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. And he brought him all these, cut them in half. Now let that, let that, let that absorb that. Let, that. let those words have their intended purpose. Let me, test and see, let me test you and see if, if, if you're doing that. How much blood is involved? A lot. Would you consider this a pleasant situation or maybe more of a kind of a gory situation? Now, this is God telling Abraham to do this. I want you to take these animals and I want you to split them in two. One half on one side, other half on the other side, facing each other. And he brought, he brought him all these, cut them in half, laid each half over against the other, but he did not cut the birds in half. And when the birds of prey came down on the carcasses, Abram drove them away. That has significant influence. Significant. There's, there's a... There's a, there's a symbolic significance to that. There, there's always going to be interference in our relationship with God. Now listen, as the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell on Abram. And behold, dreadful and great darkness fell upon him. Then the Lord said to Abram, Know for certain that your offspring will be sojourners in a land that is not theirs and will be servants there, and they will be afflicted for 400 years. But I will bring judgment on the nation that they serve, and afterward they shall come out with great possessions. Verse 15, As for you, you shall go to your fathers in peace. You shall be buried in a gold old age. And they shall come back here in the fourth generation for the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet complete. 
So here's, here's what's happening here. God has called this man to be a leader. To be the beginning of a nation. It's going to start with a family, but this family is going to multiply and this family is going to become a nation and that nation will then be organized under the covenant of God, under the, under the Mosaic covenant. They will be organized into the people of God and their purpose will be to be a light to the nations, which they failed miserably at. And what God's saying to Abram is, is Abram, your, your, your family is going to end up in Egypt for a while. For 400 years, or for, for four generations, excuse me, for four generations, your family's going to end up in Egypt. And what God is doing is he's sharing, he's sharing with this man the burden of leadership. And he's also using this man as a, as a, as a prophet and saying what's, what's, what's going to happen with his family, with his nation that's going to come from him. But in verse 15, he says, As for you, you shall go to your fathers in peace. You shall be buried in a good old age. And they shall come back. And then in the fourth generation, um, there will be a war for the land. Now imagine, imagine you're an Israelite after, after this time reading this. You understand a couple of things. You understand that the time in, ex- in the Exodus, the time or the time before the Exodus, while they're enslaved by Pharaoh in Egypt, was God's plan. That's that was God's plan for that to take place. You also understand that when Joshua enters the conquest of the land, when he goes to war with the Canaanites, with the Amorites, that that's a just war. You also understand that God gave these people hundreds of years to turn from their wicked ways. And God is using Abram as a prophet here. 17. When the sun had gone down and it was dark, behold, a smoking fire pot and flaming torch passed between these pieces. Whoa, that's weird. Okay. How many agree with me that's weird? Okay, it's weird. But it was natural to them. <laughs> and, and, and in a sense, this was natural to, to, to Abraham. And, and, and it speaks a message, and we'll get to that in a second. On that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abraham, saying, To your offspring I will give this land from the river Euf- of Egypt to the great river, the river Euphrates, the land of the Kenites, the Kenizzites, the Kadmonites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Rephaim, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Girgashites, and the Jebusites. Now you guys read it out loud. No, I'm kidding. I'll give you the land. I'll give you all the land. You'll possess it. What's the significance of the ritual? And we'll end with this. Significance of the ritual. Well, the fire, the smoking fire pot, whatever that was, and the flame moving between the pieces was symbolic of God moving between the pieces. And the message was May I be like these pieces 
if I fail to keep these promises. In other words, how dependable is God? Enough that, that he says, if, if, I, if, if I don't do it, may this kind of harm come to me. And of course, he's God. He's communicated to Abram. Abram, I got this. I got this. I got this for you. Imagine somebody saying to you, Imagine, Alice, imagine somebody saying this to you when you were, when you were 25, you're going to live to a good old age. You didn't know that at 25, did you? And I promise you that's going to happen, and it matters who makes the promise, right? If God says you're going to live to be 90 years old, then you can pretty much depend on it. Abraham, you're going to live to a good old age. And you're going to have a legacy. And that legacy is going to include your people dwelling in this land. And they're going to screw up. And you know the history. But the greatest thing that happened was that out of this people, from this land, came a Savior. The Lord Jesus Christ. And God promised that. And God brought about that promise. He's also promised us this. Lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the age. Again, let's think about this. If I say, I'll walk through you with this, or walk, that didn't make sense. I'll walk with you through this. That's one thing. If God says, I'm with you forever, doesn't that make all the difference? If God says, don't be afraid, doesn't that make all the difference? If God says, this is going to happen, doesn't that make all the difference? I've said it, I've said it, I've said it a hundred times in the last few weeks, and I'll say it one more time. God can be trusted. And not just in Abram's case. But all his offspring too. And if you're in Christ, you're the offspring of Abraham. Let's pray. Father, thank you for um, this part of your word. We... we um, It's challenging, but also incredibly encouraging. And we just pray that you, you would help us to, uh, to be a people who trust you. We pray this in Jesus' name for his sake. Amen.